on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield, from Old Chicago, welcome to the Aggies Coaches Show. Brought to you by Old Chicago, home of the Aggies Coaches Show. SC Needham Jewelers, where Utah gets engaged. America First Credit Union, financial solutions for every need. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Larry H. Miller Dealerships, driven by you and by Stokes. Stokes Trucking, doing the right thing since 1979. Now, the Aggies Coaches Show. Here's the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerrard. Hey, welcome in. It's another edition of your Blake Anderson Coaches Show as we are live here at Old Chicago. We'll be here for the next hour, so come by, hang out with us, grab some food, grab some beverages, and let's have ourselves uh, a good time talking some football. The 2-0 and Utah State Aggies. Congratulations, Coach. Great way to start the season. Not without a little bit of uh, heartburn there in the first quarter, though. Yeah, these guys are stressing me out. 2-0, and <laughs> great start, but, man, we we tried to make that first half interesting. Glad, that, glad the guys responded, though. They responded well. Uh, you know, defense turned things around, played about as bad a quarter as you can play, and then played, you know, three really, really good quarters of football. So, um, you know, we just got to kind of build on that, see if we can uh, make some, you know, correct some mistakes that we made early and, and see if we can start a little better this week. You know, I know you've been asked this a lot this week, but it's impressive when a team can flip the switch. Not a lot of teams can do that. And it was pretty dramatic. I mean, after that second quarter, the team, you know, they only got three points, and that was off a short field after the interception, too. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. You know, it's, it, I think the maturity that we have is, is paid off in some areas. You know, obviously been down both weeks, been able to come from behind both weeks. I think our conditioning and just the physical nature of how we play and how we prepare obviously has a big part of that. But the ability to go from making the mistakes we made defensively to really playing mistake-free football for three quarters and, and – and having the kind of response we had out of those guys specifically on the defensive side of the ball has a lot to do with maturity and some leadership over there and guys being able to calm down and just kind of hit the reset button. Not saying this is more of a general question, not necessarily specific to the North Dakota game, but when you only have six days, that extra day, does that hurt you? And then and then conversely, when you have an extra day for this game against Air Force, is that helpful? Well, yeah, that's that's. there's no doubt it's helpful. But just in terms of uh, the schematics of what they do offensively, Anytime you get another day to look at it, even if it's just a walkthrough or an extra meeting, uh, that's that's beneficial. Um, you know, we this is the first real normal week that we're going to have. You know, going into going coming out of fall camp into week one, it's crazy because you don't know what to expect. Short week against North Dakota uh, was a little bit unique. This will be the first full week, and and having that extra day is going to hopefully benefit us. It, just in terms of assignment football and really being able to. I think see things because it's so unique to what yeah. you know what they run anyway. Uh, looking back, and and Logan Bonner got the majority of the reps, and I thought played really really well. And and of course on the defensive side, Justin Rice, defensive player of the week in the Mountain West Conference, certainly deserved uh, with those two interceptions and overall just flying all over the field. Yeah, he, he, that's. I, I think people are starting to see what we saw yeah. obviously a year ago. His ability to just find the ball, uh, super high football IQ, sees things very well. Honestly, the interception he made at the end of the game was an audible on him. He, he's supposed to be a blitzer right there. And he could tell by the alignment of the back that it was you know, a little bit different. He knew the guy was leaving the backfield. He just slid over and picked it off. Uh, that's something that it's really hard to teach. I think Zuck does a great job preparing him, but he just sees things very, very well on the field. That's why he always ends up in the right spot. Uh, Bonner's playing at a high level. Uh, you know, I think the experience that he's had over the last couple of years is paying off. 
his ability to be calm in the pocket and, and really see things well. There's a couple he'd like to have back. Uh, he could have had an even better day. The interception was a ball thrown late that, that he really needs to avoid, and he missed a couple, I think, that he would tell you were layups. But uh, I, I think with the changes we've had offensively, even though it's subtle for him, he's adapting well and, and, and playing and giving us a chance to win games. We're going to chat with uh, uh, we're going to chat with Brandon Bowling coming up here in a bit. He had the big touchdown and, and some big moments in that game. And you and I talked about this earlier today on, on, on my radio show that diversification has been really fun to watch with this team. And every look, there's a lot of wide receivers, a lot of mouths to feed for Logan Bonner. <laughs> and uh, I think he's doing a good job making sure everybody gets fed. Yeah, it's a big part of what we do. Uh, we talk about balance all the time. Kind of the keys to the offense is using all the field. Obviously, we don't mind lining up from tick mark to tick mark. Use the entire field. Use all the weapons and try to spread it out around as equally as we can. And that way you can't come in and say, all right, if we take this guy away, we've sh shut down the offense. You literally have to defend the entire field and everybody playing. And that takes, you know, it takes, um, you know, really recruiting at a high level so that you've got the right guys. Uh, what we've added to the mix has been has been huge. Obviously, Brandon has been with us for a long time. I mean, I've got him on my taxes at this point. Um, <laughs> you know, he and he and, you claim it as a dependent. Huh? Logan both. I mean, basically been with us five, six years at this point. I think guys' ability to be unselfish, I think the system itself, the the willingness to spread the ball around, it makes it very tough to defend. And then the, the space that you put people in, uh, and then you add the tempo to it. It, it really fits well. It's hard to uh, really know exactly where we need to put our – where do we put our eyes? Do we put them load the box? Do we spread it out? Do we double somebody? trying to make it really tough to defend. You know, the other thing, too, that I think is really fascinating, and you, you've told us, I remember chatting with you before the Washington State game, that watch teams throughout the course of the game against this offense, and now we've seen it against a Pac-12 team. We've seen it against an FCS team. That third, fourth quarter comes rolling around, and those defensive linemen don't look like they're having a lot of fun out there. Yeah, there's, there's a method to the madness, the extra snaps. Now we have to prepare in a way that we can, that we can still play at a high level getting the extra snaps. But if you take teams, both teams we've played are, are not high-tempo, fast-operation teams. They're typically used to keeping the snap count down. They're used to huddling up and, and, and kind of a slow-paced system. It takes a toll on those guys, and it's played big dividends for us in the second half. I hope it does the same thing again this week with an Air Force team that's used to playing a slow, uh, really methodical, run-the-clock type uh, style of offense and defense. So I'm hoping that we can – establish drives, get the first down, create tempo, and in the second half, you know, our conditioning and our style of play should be a problem for them. We'll talk a little bit about Air Force coming up here, a bit how hard it is to replicate and simulate what they do. But I think teams are probably going to have a hard time replicating and simulating what you do leading a little up to bit, games. A little bit. If, if you don't truly understand it, it's hard to really know exactly all the ins and outs. Uh, obviously, the spacing you can see on tape, and you can simulate that, but – but exactly why we're doing what we do at the tempo that we do it at, I would like to think we make it really difficult to simulate that and, and that the speed of the game and the true spacing and the conflict players that we that we deal with, that that's hard to really know all the ins and outs of it. One thing I wanted to touch on is uh, what's really been fun to watch is the fact that uh, you've gone for fourth down eight times so far this year. And you said, I remember the opening press conference, and you're like, hey, I'm aggressive. We'll go for it on fourth down. We'll have some fun with some trick plays. And, and uh, you're, you're living up to what you, what you said earlier. Well, we haven't run a trick play in the first two games, and I'm pretty upset about that, to be honest with you. Uh, we've had some dialed up. Yeah. And just circumstances or the way they played us has not fit. I don't know that I've ever gone two plays or two games in 
a row in my career without a trick play. So I'm I'm getting the hives. I'm kind of itching a little bit to get one off. They reversed a DT maybe well, in that I mean, first game. I don't know might if be. Is it, it was a reverse, a trick play. I don't know. I just thought it was a run play. But yeah, um, fair enough. Anyway. I was trying to help you. <laughs> fourth down, you know, calculated uh, and aggressive. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not careless. It, there there have been a couple that have been very uncomfortable to – I mean, we're, I told our offense, we're going for it from fourth and one and a half, backed up in the first quarter. I mean, seriously. But I felt like just the – the momentum that they had offensively, and I also feel like our matchups up front, um, you know, the fourth and goal, we've had a couple of those already. Yeah. Uh, guys have responded well. We have not gotten all of them. Our percentages are fairly high. Um, we're going to continue to just try to win games, and, and, and if that is strategically what needs to happen to do that, then that's the approach we're going to take. But we are we're going to be very thoughtful about it during the week. This is not a spur-of-the-moment deal. This is thought about, looked at, analytics – percentages probability I mean all that stuff during the course of the week yeah. is is factored in now they got to go execute too and and we we missed one of those but we also missed it in an area where we knew it was going to create a long field for them and and it ended up turning into points for us in the next series and I know you love the way Connor Coles has been kicking but you don't want him kicking too many field goals no I want him kicking extra points yeah I mean honestly I, I hope he never kicks another field goal all year I would love it to be nothing but extra points but he has come up big we needed him we don't win those two games without him and um, you know, so I, I've been pleased with the job he's doing. I'm glad you addressed this earlier in the week. Air Force, and, and I've been in the Salt Lake market covering teams for a long time, so I, I've, I've watched Air Force for 20 years and, and and have talked to a bunch of different coaches on how they handle it. I remember, I don't know if you met Ron McBride, the old Utah coach. Yes. He said uh, there was a high school, Skyline High School, he used to always run the triple option, and he'd always offer a walk-on spot to their quarterback every year <laughs> so that they'd have a guy that knew how to run the triple option. Um, it, this is such a unique style. I know you've seen it against uh, Georgia Southern still runs it, right? Or? Yeah, Georgia Southern still runs it. Uh, have played against Air Force. Yeah. Uh, pl- played against Navy. Uh, so I've seen it a lot. Seeing it and kind of IDing it is one thing, but simulating is another. And and it's – I know you spent some time in fall camp working on it. You spent some time in spring working on it. Uh, all for one singular game because that's how difficult this team is. Yeah, you can't go into um, this week and then decide what you're going to do. You have to have made this decision long ago. Our defense staff spent a lot of time studying this over the course of the spring and summer. I think uh, Ephraim Banda, my D.C., has had nightmares about this stuff. Uh, he's seeing, you know, arc quarterback dive pitch uh, in his sleep. So we prepared and knew what we wanted to do back then. We have dissected it all the way through, spent some time in fall camp doing some option drill work uh, and some team drill work. And then this week is where you kind of put all the pieces together uh they've played two games they've got a win against lafayette 34 14 they beat navy 23 to 3 uh you know navy's had their struggles uh, going back to last year uh but but certainly this is a team that has got the horses they can dominate especially with that offensive line uh they've got two big guards that are well over 320 pounds which is very rare for air force so they've got the horses up front especially to cause some problems yeah i think the i think the one concern for them is just they don't have a tremendous amount of experience up front and i'm hoping that they just don't come out and they're not hitting on all cylinders if they are it makes it really tough to defend because you have to be such assignment sound football team and then the play action off of it is huge i've known their offense coordinator for the last 20 years mike Thiessen does a great job very creative does a great job getting to the second play and the third play in a series. And if you take something away, what does it give him next? And then you got the shot play. They're built big up front. Uh, we're going to have to do a great job of holding gap. And and if you got quarterback, if you got dive, if you got pitch, man, you got to be there. 
And if you're not, then it creates big plays for them. And the thing is, you look at their wide receivers. They won't catch a lot of balls. In fact, they've only completed six passes in the first two games of the year. But those guys are going to average 20, 25, 30 yards a catch because they're going to get you over the top. Yeah, everybody's eyes are in the backfield. They're all dealing with their option responsibilities. And next thing you know, the ball is being thrown over your head for a bomb. Uh, we uh, the, the ability to be downhill on run but be in coverage on play action and pass is, is a huge key to you know keeping the score down and, and, and getting them off the field. The teams that can do those two things and have great eye discipline, they typically give them a lot of trouble. The teams yeah. that are careless in that area, they give up big points. You know, wheel routes, post routes, uh, shot plays off of things that look just like a run. Yeah. And there's some very subtle differences between the two. If you're not great at seeing those, it is a long day. Yeah. And they're uh, they're a team that'll get you you know, outside of those big shot plays, it's death by paper cuts almost. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like three yards, five yards, four yards, six yards, seven yards. And it just – and when you have that 15, 16-play drive, that takes a lot out of your it defense. Does. It does. It runs the clock. It keeps your offense on the sideline. It takes a lot out of your defense. Just just emotionally and physically, they're getting cut. They're getting hammered. They're not afraid to go forward on fourth down. They yeah. don't, they, I mean, it's just another down to them. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a war of attrition. It really is. Uh, you got to make – Sure that when we put the offense on the field, we don't come up way uh, with empty possessions and three and outs. Three and outs are you know, awful against that team. Yeah, drop a ball here, you know, slip, you know, just do little things that that get you back off the field. I mean, you're playing right into these guys, you know, their whole framework of how they want to do things. We're just getting started. Uh, coming up a little bit later on. Again, we'll talk to some of the student athletes here for Utah State. Also coming up next, your chance to let your voice be heard. If you've got questions for Coach, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, so get your questions ready, and uh, we'll listen. To, uh, we'll get your input coming up next as we are live here at Old Chicago. Love for you to come by and hang out with us. And remember, uh, Aggie fans, as you attend the coaches' show in person this year, show us your USU Credit Union Aggie card. That'll enter you into win prizes every week provided by USU Credit Union. Right here at Old Chicago, this is Aggie football from Learfield. All right, welcome on back. We're live here at Old Chicago. It's the Coaches Show featuring Blake Anderson, head coach of the Utah State football team, getting set for a big one against Air Force. And I know there's some Aggie fans that really want to see this W after back-to-back -back losses to Air Force uh, and uh, try to get a little revenge against the uh, the academy. This should be a fun game. And, again, here's your chance to ask questions. you got a question for Coach, just raise your hand. Ajay's got the wireless mic, and uh, he'll make the rounds and make sure that uh, you're able to get your voice heard if you've got a question for Coach. In fact, uh, we got one right over here kicking things off. Go ahead, sir. Hey, Coach. Can... You're, you're good. good. We got you. We, we got you. We can hear you. We can hear you. Coach, congratulations on starting 2-0. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um. It's all about execution on offense and discipline on defense, especially this week against Air Force. Mm -hmm. They're very disciplined on offense. Mm -hmm. How are we going to stop their run game before we get down 21 to 7? Because <laughs> North Dakota got some yeah, they big did. plays in that first quarter. Well, and it's, good. it's a good point. You know, we, we did not play decimal ball early in the game. When you look at the tape, and we, we dissected this as a group yesterday. I mean, really, with the exception of, of a couple just very creative plays that they ran, 
we were we were making mistakes that were giving them opportunities. We were not in the coverage zones we're supposed to be. Eyes weren't where they're supposed to be. Not in the gap we're supposed to be over there, Halle. Um, <laughs> you know, just just mistakes that this week will get you beat. There's no doubt. We were good enough to come back. We don't want to be in that environment with these guys. We have to do a phenomenal job of paying attention to detail defensively. And the offense's job is to make sure that we, again, don't have empty possessions and put them right back out on the field. So uh, it's a physical it's a physical style of play, too. you got to be ready to smash, you know, go head-to-head, put face on people. There, there's no way around it. They're going to test your, your toughness, and, and can you play good old-fashioned hard-nosed ball. So that's kind of another phase to it. I haven't really seen that the last two weeks. It's been a little bit more finesse. These dudes, there's nothing finesse about it. It's come downhill, stop the dive, and if you can't stop the dive, it's going to be a long, long day. If anybody else has a question, raise your hand. We'd love to hear from you if you got uh, thoughts on the game last week and looking ahead to the Air Force Academy as well. I do want to talk about uh, Brad Roberts, number 20. He's had the majority of the carries, 54 carries. He's got a uh, about a 3.8-yard attempt, but they give it to him a lot, and uh, he's averaging over 100 yards a game. Well, if he gets 3.8, they're right on track. Yeah. That's, that's the goal. They hand the dive, like I said, 50-something times. This year, I think the quarterback's in the 30s and everybody else is in the, I don't know. Eight is the next yeah, single after that, yeah. yeah. So it starts at the dive. If you don't stop the dive, you're going to keep seeing the dive till you do. If they can go 3.8, 3.8, 3.8, man, they're, they're going to go forward on fourth down yep. anyway. Uh, it, it's it's just a really, really long day. So He is a downhill physical runner. Nothing real flashy about him, but he falls forward. He finishes forward, and, and you have to take that part away. Once you take that part away, then you're going to see the quarterback, you're going to see the pitch, and then here comes the shot play. I mean, it's, it's not a lot of secrets involved here. Can, yeah. can you be disciplined enough to stop it for an entire game? And Navy, for a good chunk of that first half, seemed like they yeah, had they him did. under wraps, and then all of a sudden they get the touchdown, and then after that it just kind of steamrolls from there. Yeah, and I think that's the thing I was talking about. I think Mike does a phenomenal job of once you show how you're taking away the base – it's the counter and the play action off of it. And those are the things that you have to be able to adapt to. They're going to make – if you look at them, their history, their third quarter, their th- if you can survive the, the onslaught of the first quarter of the speed of execution and then the, the onslaught of the adjustments they make at halftime, those are the teams that typically are able to beat them. Yeah. They're going to make big adjustments once they figure out how you're going to defend them. And it's those adjustments that you have to rally to and, and keep those from being, you know, touchdown do you is it a chess match up there do you adjust a little bit what you do throughout the course of a game as well you do have to have some defensively you have to have some counters too yeah you can't just line up in the same look all night long they will carve you up you've got to have the ability to be the disguise change a little bit without being so complicated that your guys are confused another question go ahead hey coach uh now that your first home game is in the the books curious about your first impression about aggie nation the herd, uh, you know, the student section, and just what would that first home game was like from your perspective? Uh, it was amazing, honestly. The, uh, the fa- I, mean, I, I would have loved if we hadn't had a lightning delay and, and it took an hour worth of, of uh, play. they played some great music, by yeah, the way. I was listening to some great. great music. But just to see in the student section that just stayed put, uh, even though we lost, uh, you know, a handful, we probably lost a handful of fans during the, during the weather delay, and I get it. But the fact that that student section, for the most part, stayed put, the energy and electricity in the building was amazing. The guys that uh, had never seen that before, we were all jacked up on the sideline. I will say I loved the the light show at the beginning. Uh, I thought I thought it was scripted. I didn't know it was that the lights had actually gone out. I didn't find out till later that that was, a, was an accident. 
if we can just build on that, I mean, it truly is a weapon. I love the fact that we moved the opposing team over underneath the herd, and I think they got fired up and jacked up about that too. So I, I'm thinking that is a great starting point, and it can just build from there, and it can truly become a 12th man for us. Well, coaching in the south, I'm sure that wasn't your first lightning delay. So No, I've seen a few of yeah, those. I'm sure you've had a bunch of them. How do you – what do you do to kind of – and it's probably better – that it was before the game, then instead of like midway through the first quarter, they call it. But what do you do to try to keep a team loose and 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 still ready to go in the in the process? You like know, there's only so much you can do. You know, you really want to get them off their feet and hydrate them first, because you don't know how long it's going to be. If it extends very far, then you have to get some fuel into them, some food and snacks. Yeah. But uh, you know, we just kind of take the approach that until we know for sure that we're going out, I don't want to tell them anything. What you don't want to do is tell them every 15 minutes, here we go, and then it stops, and then 15 minutes. So we really just say. You know, get off your feet, hydrate, eat some snacks, kind of keep your energy up, and we'll be ready when the time comes. It wasn't an energy level issue. Our guys came out ready to play. Matter of fact, they were probably a little bit too jacked yeah. up. I mean, we, we, we were kind of outside of our character. We got a little bit too jacked up, and I think you, know, you mentioned just the crowd, the student section, the energy, the way all that started. We just didn't handle that very well. Effort level was phenomenal. It was the execution that got us, and we need to be a little bit you know, more level-headed there. By the way, do you have control over the music in the stadium? Is that uh, I don't have any control over the music or the lights, but I thought they were both awesome. Well, uh, do you have? I was always I always think it's funny, like because you've got the speakers going during practice. Yeah, is that is that your music playlist or where does that come from? My music playlist during practice. I say that mine really, the players and, and those on my staff. Uh, I don't know who has who has a playlist during the game, but I was listening to a good bit of it. Yeah. Most of the songs that they were playing were, were came out way before anybody, any of the student section was born, but they seem to be enjoying it pretty good. I love it. Uh, so, uh, by the way, uh, we did get a question. You can ask questions on Facebook. Jordan's over there, and he can relay questions for us. Ajay just showed me one. You don't have to answer this because I know you're not preparing for this yet, but we already have questions of what are you doing to bring the wagon wheel back to uh, Logan uh, for the BYU game. That's three weeks yeah. away, folks. Give it some time. Yeah, we're, we'll get there. We're we'll get to, there. We're trying to figure out how to stop the triple option this week. We'll worry about wheels and wagon wheels and whatever else when the time comes. Right now, we got our hands full just trying to get to 3-0. and Mountain West Conference opener, too. Uh, any extra juice for that? Or I, mean, I talked to you about that earlier. I think the kid, obviously, they're aware of it. I mean, we yeah. know it's a conference game, but but we're focusing on just being, you know, one degree better every day, improve every week. Uh, you know, that, that, I think that's enough to keep your mind you know busy. And, and then with the triple, just add – a little bit more. I don't want to get focused up on conference race and conference games. Man, just be the best team we can be this week. Do you do a lot of scoreboard watching earlier in the season or other games around the conference? I, I try to watch other teams in the league play when I can just so I get an idea what they look like. But, but honestly, just focusing on, on being the best we can be is, is, is enough. And, and I, it's just our process. Focus on us. Play with great energy. Be assignment sound. Do the little things right. That gives us a chance to win regardless of who. And we'll worry about them that week when we get to them. Another question rolling in, uh, wanting to ask about your running backs. Uh, uh, obviously, Calvin Tyler continues to play really well. Gentry came in, had a couple good carries. Noah's been really strong as well. It seems like you got a really good stable uh, with the running back by committee right now. Yeah, and we talked about at the beginning. Uh, all of them have missed some snaps due to injury. All of them have shown some different skill sets that are that are valuable for us. Some guys are a little bit more physical. I thought Calvin Tyler made a couple huge runs. We had some fourth down situation. We had a huge third down late where they turned somebody loose. They twisted and ran a blitz. And there's two guys that are both unblocked in the gap. He's able to make both of them miss and extend the chains. You know, in that situation, we really don't want to put the defense back out. Even though we're ahead, yeah. should be able to control them. We don't want to put them back out there. And 
we're able to go ahead and go down and score and, and really put things out of reach at that point. So each one of them are doing a good job. I don't know this is going to change a whole lot. I think it keeps them fresh. It keeps them all in the game. And each one of them kind of brings their own skill set to the table. Well, I thought Tyler, as you mentioned, that was a hell of a run uh, on that uh, yeah. on that goal line because it wasn't fourth and one. It was about fourth and three or so, it was two a, and a half. Yeah. It was a long fourth down. Again, felt like if we didn't make it, we've got the lead at this point. Uh, if we don't make it, we've got them backed up. Defense at this point was playing pretty good, but felt good to get it in the end zone and stretch it out to where it was more than a two-score two lead. Uh, Two-game evaluation on your offensive line. How do you think those guys are performing? Well, I think they're doing a really – I mean, we've given up one sack. Yeah. We've rushed the ball well. Uh, it's not perfect. We, we, we missed some twists along the way and turned some guys loose. But I feel like they've been really consistent. Uh, Logan was basically untouched most of the night. We had one protection bust on the edge that was not the offensive line. It was really tied in running back mis miscommunication. Uh, I think considering the lack of depth that we have, the fact that we're asking a lot of those guys and they're playing every snap in a new system at a higher rate of speed, with a lot of new terminology, I would say they're doing really well considering, uh, you know, that's a lot to ask of those guys. Another question? Go ahead. What was the, Sorry, what was the talk between the uh, the guys on the field when they'd come off and there's down by that much and then what were they saying to each other? And then as the game progressed and they're, they're starting to score and starting to pull ahead, what yeah. were they saying to each other? You know, I was really pleased that uh, guys didn't panic. Very similar to the week before against Washington State. I thought they stayed very calm. Uh, you know, we really just – it was a good teaching environment. Guys listened. Uh, it wasn't a lot of finger pointing, griping, and complaining. Even the guys that made mistakes, Coach, we talk all the time about extreme ownership. When you make a mistake, be the first one to step up and say, I made a mistake, I'm going to fix it, and go out. And, and, and the guys that did make mistakes in the first quarter, those guys did not make those same mistakes later in the game. They actually made plays that – helped us win so I, I i feel like we've prepared them for that environment that the adversity is going to strike i tell them it's not if it's when and how you respond to it uh, we talk about accountability all the time and, and and ownership of when you make a mistake and i've seen i've seen that two weeks in a row where guys have handled that in a very mature way and it, i think it allows us to progress and teach and and not make the same mistakes over and over again uh, so I've, I've been really pleased with their response coach we'll give you a break We'll get a chance to chat with some of these guys coming up. Brandon Bowling as well as Ali Matuapuaka will join us coming up next as you are listening to the Blake Anderson Coaches Show. We're live here at Old Chicago. Make sure to come on by. Show us your USU Credit Union Aggie card. That will enter you in all kinds of great prizes. It's all provided to you by USU Credit Union right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. Welcome on back. You're listening to the Aggie Coaches Show as we're live here at Old Chicago. Excited for these next two conversations. Ale Motuapuaka joining us. Is that better? Yes, sir. That's perfect. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Brandon Bowling, a little bit easier, uh, joining us as well. And we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Holly, we'll start with you. Uh, you've been here in this program for a bit. You've uh, you've transitioned to the new coaching staff. What's it been like for you over the last uh, over the last year or so now that you're 2-0 to start the season? Oh, it's awesome. It's, it's been an awesome feeling being 2-0. Um, uh, I love the, the new co coaching staff that we have here. Uh, coach Anderson and the rest of his staff has uh, done a really good job bringing us all together. Um, since he's been here, we, we've become a really close team, and I think that's one of the main reasons why we're 2-0. 
Well, there was, I know that uh, it was a difficult stretch over the last year or so. And to experience that winning, to go to a Pac-12 school and win, and to be able to start the season 2-0, and that, that gets that locker room rocking pretty quick, does it not? Yeah, it does. That's awesome. Uh, Brandon Bowling with us as well. Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing well. So let's talk a little bit about your uh, your transition. You come from Arkansas State. Yep. Um, what was that decision like to come here and follow uh, Blake Anderson? Um, really, I just wanted to spend my last year with Coach Anderson and Coach Cephalo. Um I've been with them for five years, and I thought, why not make it six? Um, it was it was a really easy decision for, for me to come out here. Well, it, and it certainly has seemed like it's paid off because uh, you ha you've had a really integral part of this offense. Uh, you let's talk about the touchdown right out of the gates last week. Uh, you get that uh, was it about 54, 56 yard touchdown? I think it was something like that. Yeah. Who's counting, right? <laughs> but uh, talk me. us talk us through that play and, and how that developed for you. Yeah, it was just an option route. Um, I got we got the coverage that I wanted. Um, I rolled it into the, the open grass and Logan made a good throw. Um, I was dead tired. After yeah, that. I made a couple catches before that, um, but I was dead tired and thank God I, I got in the end zone on that play. So when you play in this kind of an offense. Um, you know that it's not an easy offense to play from a physical uh, from fix I mean it takes a lot out of you yeah. to play in this kind of an offense when you showed up here Was there a kind of a conversation with guys like hey this, this isn't gonna be easy what we're gonna go no, through here I knew I, the altitude was gonna be a problem by the time I got here in the first week. It was it was hard um, It took me about a month to actually get used to it. Yeah, and then obviously getting ready for spring ball and then Going through summer conditioning helped a lot to be able to build that conditioning up for the season so um, it's been good. It was, it was hard at first, but yeah. it's good. Holly, how about you? What was it like uh, with the new defensive system? I love Coach Bonda. I'm sure he's fun. He's got a lot of juice, man. Yeah, That's got to be a lot of excitement there. Yeah, a lot of excitement. And I, I Honestly, me and I, as well as everyone that's been here before, we love his style of play, um, defense, how, how physical we are, especially on the defensive line. Um, he emphasizes a lot that um, to run forward and to play physical, tough defense, and that's what we've been working on. And I love the juice that he brings during the game as well. I want to talk about Coach Jackson from a strength and conditioning. What has he meant for you individually for your game? Oh, Coach Jackson, um, for me, he's been a great, great addition to our team. Um, I've never had a, a strength coach like him. You know, the way he, um, his style of coaching, his style of training for us has really helped us develop to become uh, very explosive, very fast, and very in shape as well. You know, he emphasizes a lot to win in the fourth quarter. And the way we train in the spring and in the summer, um, it really got us to do that. So, yeah. When you, uh, when you overall try to transition from a new coach, you're always trying to figure out what's best for you, what's best for your individual situation, because you want to have individual success as well. Yes. What, what's that process like? I mean, you got a new guy to impress, a new position coach. I got to imagine that's, I don't want to say scary, but, but can be a little weird for you. Yeah, it can be, but a lot of, um, I don't really think of it as that. Um, as the new coach came in, I just thought that I got to do whatever it takes to help the team and um, to help build this program because we did struggle last year. And I'm just, I'm just happy that um, I trusted Coach A and he, he's bringing it up. So, yeah. Brandon, uh, first off, how has how's Logan treated you? I mean, have you enjoyed it here? Logan. Yeah, I really do. It's, it's different than Arkansas, that's for sure. You can ask Coach Anderson that. But um, I really enjoy it. It's, it's a pretty place, great people, and I love it here. It, I, now, you started at Arkansas State, correct? I did, yes. So what was that like to not – I mean, you know the system, you know the coaches, so that's a nice safety net for you as well. But new city, 
new campus, new classes. I mean, that, that's got to be a weird transition yeah, for you. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like I was a freshman again. You yeah. Know, having to meet new players, kind of acclimate to a new new city. Um, but the players players were awesome. Um, welcomed me in with open arms, and um, the town's awesome. So it, it's been good. Coach mentioned uh, that – I mean, you brought in a bunch of transfers, uh, yourself included. And, Holly, I want you to talk about this as well. Uh, but, Coach, said, you know, you look in the locker room and you can't tell who's the transfer and who's been here. Uh, you guys kind of blended together nicely. Holly, talk a little bit about that and what, what that was like because it seems like, you you know, the guys that were here really embraced the new guys that came into the program. Yes, yes, we did. Um, we embraced them really easily when they came as brothers because all of them, they're, they're all super cool. It wasn't, it wasn't hard to. It wasn't hard to embrace them. And, um you know, we had a lot of time together since the spring, and a lot of times we had, um, like, team bonding activities that really brought us together as well. So everyone that came into the team that became uh, new additions, it wasn't easy to – I mean, it wasn't hard to um, bring them and welcome them into the family. Brandon, was it did, – did you feel that welcoming I when did, you got here? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was very welcoming. I'll say that. So let's talk about Air Force, Holly. Um, so my, uh, my co-host, I do a radio show in Salt Lake from 10 to 2. And uh, my co-host, he actually played at BYU. We won't talk about that, though. Um, but uh, but he mentioned he played against Air Force, and he said, he goes, it was miserable. As a defensive lineman, it was miserable playing against those guys because they just cut, 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 and cut. How difficult from your position is it to go up against a team that, that plays like that? Well, I feel like um, the number one thing coming into the game, being a defensive lineman, you have to have the right mindset. You can't be worried about the um, how many times you get cut or how many times – um, you get double teamed or um, roughed around. You just, if anything, you got to think about it like you're going to give it back to them. Yeah. And that's how I feel like um, myself and the rest of the defensive line is uh, coming into this game. Um, you can't have a bad mindset going into that game. So, yeah. so assignment football, it means yes. you have. Very important. I mean, we, we hear that get thrown out a lot. Yeah. But those of us that didn't play this game at this level, um, you know, or maybe just played at the high school level, it really truly is you have one job and you've got to do that job don't worry about anything else yes. correct yes we have one job and we just got to do it over and over again we can't get bored with what we're doing um, we just got to make sure that we all play assignment football have great eyes and be be very disciplined Brandon you probably feel a little I don't want to say pressure as an offense but you know that you've got to stay out on the field because these guys could be out there on a 15-16 play drive you know and and you've got to make sure that uh, when you're out there, three and out's almost as bad a, as a right. turnover against these guys. Yeah, we got to give them a break when, when we got the opportunity to get the ball. And um, we can't have three and outs. We got to find a way to get points every drive, and we got to find a way to move the ball um, and, and get points. That's ultimately the goal is to get points every single drive. Uh, talk a little bit about Logan and what it's like playing for him. You know, obviously, you played together at Arkansas State. Seems like both of you guys have made the transition nicely. Yeah, it's been good. Obviously, he's been my roommate for. This is six years now. Oh, really? Yeah, so I've, I've been with him since the day I got to Arkansas State. <clears throat> uh, he's great. He's one of my best friends. So um, him having, having him here is, is, is great for us. Um, yeah. When I talked to Coach about you, he mentioned he's our Swiss Army knife. He can do anything. He can, uh, you know, he can stretch the field. He can, he can get the, you know, the third down when you need four, and, and he can get that reception for you. He can field punts if he needs to. Uh, is that something that you kind of embraced as your style of game, as a guy that can pretty much do whatever's asked yeah, of you? Yeah, I think so. Whenever the, the coaches need me to do, I'll, I'll do it. Um, whatever helps the team is, is what I'll do. Is this is uh, you've been a part of some good teams that's had some good wide receiver core, but now you've got 
DT, I mean, Derek Wright, yourself, uh, Scarver, uh, Van Leeuwen, who's really, really good as well. This yeah. is a fun bunch of wide receivers. You enjoy playing with this group. Yeah, I really do. It's, it's definitely the most fun I've had in a long time playing football. Um, I love the group. They've, they've been awesome. Um, a lot of them are, are close friends now of mine, so uh, it's been really good. And, uh, you know, that's the thing. It seems like you guys celebrate each other's successes because yeah. there's a lot of you out there. There's a lot, yeah. as I mentioned with Coach, there's a lot of mouths to feed, and right. Logan's got to make sure you're all that, taken care yeah, of, too. I mean, it's, it could happen to anybody. Anybody can have that big game. It doesn't matter, you know, who it is. It could be anybody. So anybody, everybody's got to be ready. How, how fun is it to watch DT in the open field? Very fun. He's fast. He, help, he makes us uh, a lot better. I'll say that. Holly, uh, looking at this, uh, looking ahead, uh, and again, your keys to Air Force, you don't need to give me a game plan or anything like that, but what are some of the keys you need to do to make sure you leave uh, Colorado Springs with a win? Um, I think the most important thing is that everyone plays discipline, you know, plays with great eyes on defense. Um, as long as we do that, we should be good, and uh, we, can't, we can't get too overexcited. We can't try to make um, our own kind of plays, and as long as we play assignment football and um, be disciplined, we should be good. When you're down, I meant to talk to you about this. When you're down 21-7 and North Dakota's getting big chunk yards or getting up and down the field, it didn't seem like there was any panic. What was it like on the sidelines? What were the conversations like? No, not at all. Um, all of us players, especially uh, Coach Bonda, he did a really good job of continuing to bring the juice. He always tells us when we go through adversity back in Washington State and um, North Dakota game, he always tells us, we like this. This is what we want. We, we want to go through this adversity. That's, this is how we want to play. So he does a good job at um, motivating us and keeping keeping the fire going with us. I was watching as you guys went back out. It was the fourth possession, so it was twenty-one seven. And I looked down and I saw Coach Bonda in that in that huddle. Yes. And uh, I would have really enjoyed him being mic'd up. I would have liked to have oh, heard. I don't know if it one. was FCC approved or not. We might have had to use the beat button a yeah, few times. Uh, but uh, he, he was he was fired up. Uh, yes, he he juices us up every time we go back out uh, to play defense before every drive when we're in the huddle. He always motivates us. He he brings that juice. You know, seeing how um, passionate he is, it really motivates us as players to to play for him and play for the rest of our brothers and the rest of the coaches. Brandon, uh, keys on offense. What do you need to accomplish coming up on Saturday? Move the ball, score points. That's the same thing every Make, week. Makes it pretty simple, doesn't Tempo, it? Tempo. It's a simple go game. fast and score points, yep. Well, we appreciate you guys coming by. Thanks for joining us. Uh, good luck coming up on Saturday. And uh, let's uh, – no, I shouldn't say let's. I have nothing to do with it. Go out and get that W, all right? Gotcha, yes, sir. All right, Thank sounds you. good. Brandon Bowling, Holly Mutuapuaka joining us right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. All right, welcome on back. Final segment of the show. You're listening to the Blake Anderson Coaches Show here at Old Chicago. If you can't make it by today, we'd love to have you back here next Tuesday. A chance to grab some great pizza, some great food. We've got some great burgers as well. Whatever you're looking for, now's the time to come by and take advantage of that. And uh, also, make sure to bring by your USU Credit Union card. That'll enter you to win all kinds of other great prizes as well. So, Coach, uh, I, talked to, uh, I talked to your players. They mentioned... Uh, and, and Brandon Bowling brought up a really good point. No three and outs. That's got to yeah. be one of the big keys to this offense. Obviously, don't turn the ball over, but three and outs are not good as well. Yeah, you got to, you know, typically in a game with what we do and the style of play, you can get as many as, you know, 14, 15 series in a game. In a game like this, you may get eight to 10. Yeah. And when you do get the ball, you need to try to find a way to get points and three and outs and giving them back the ball and watching, you know, time just run off the clock is a miserable miserable way to play and a very poor strategy so you know we had a few drops the other night we had a couple you know we had to punt a few times that were really we kind of self-inflicted uh bad series we, we got to avoid those this week 
And I got to imagine that first quarter against North Dakota is a nice wake-up call for this defense, knowing we don't play assignment sound. We're going to be down 21-7 to Air Force, and that's a lot difficult to come back from. Yeah, that's exactly what we talked about. Man, yeah. you you got to be uh, you got to be very detail-oriented. Take care of your responsibility. You can't try to do your job and somebody else's. Just do your job. Be where you're supposed to be every snap and make them earn everything they get. And, and hopefully we'll get a ball on the ground or yeah. we'll get them off schedule and make them punt back to us. Um, but to, it, it is important that everybody do their job well. This is your first trip back there since New Mexico? Uh, to Air Force, yeah. yeah. I, uh, you know, we uh, we went there a couple times uh, in, in my time there with Rocky, and I, I thought Rocky did a phenomenal job defending them. We, we actually won, uh, did not lose to them in my few years with Rocky. Played great defense. And, um, you know, I felt like, honestly, athletically, you know, we were not overwhelming anybody. Now, we did have Erlacher, and he did a great job of kind of running the alley and, and making life miserable for him. But uh, we weren't scoring a ton of points. It was it was probably ball control offense on both sides, but we defended them well. It's a great place to play. Uh, it's a beautiful stadium. And just when you drive onto the, the campus there, man, it's, yeah. just, it's kind of overwhelming if you've never been there before. It really is. And, I mean, these kids, you, you respect the hell out of them for what they're doing and, and the fact that they're taking a class load of, of that magnitude and, and all of the stuff that goes along with it. But uh, you respect them and enjoy them and, and cheer for them except for uh, one day out of the yeah, year. Yeah, one day out of the year I want them to lose. <laughs> no, I really do. I have a tremendous amount of respect for uh, the folks that go to the service and the, the, the folks that defend our country. And these guys are going to do that when they're done with the academy. Uh, that's a tremendous uh, sacrifice and, and and we get to I mean we get to coach ball every day and play yeah. ball every day because of what they do but on the week that we play them it, it is a huge challenge we got to find a way to beat them hey by the way it makes your job easier as a coach and this is the third coach's show we've done we've talked to six different players you got good dudes on your team. yeah we do we do it's uh it's a it's a really fun locker room to be in um, you know we were talking the other day you can't tell who's been here for five years and who just got here five minutes ago, they have gelled well and come together as a family. All of them care about each other, and it, it makes my job a lot of fun to do every day Yeah, because we have such a great culture. And, and we worked hard to create it, but it only gets created if they care enough to do it, Yeah, if they care enough to buy into it. I mean, you can preach it all you want to, family and, and selflessness and accountability and all that stuff, but if they don't really buy into it, and run with it it does not happen and so they deserve all the credit for for what we've got going and the energy that we have in the building obviously talent is number one when you're out there recruiting but but finding good people i mean you want your best players to also be your best people in the locker room too yeah you got to find a good balance and i think the older i get the more i lean towards character and 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 the intangibles you know um you can't just have a load of athletic guys but that that don't care about each other it just doesn't work if that was the case then the most physically talented team would win every year, and that just doesn't happen. That clearly, you have to have a great balance. But um, when you can get kids to play as hard as this group's playing and be as selfless and, and really care about each other, uh, to me that's special. And, and then you add some talent, which I think we have some talent in some key areas, then you have a chance to really start having some fun. And I see glimpses of that. I, I, don't, I don't know exactly where we're at as we get into conference play, but you know, we don't, we're not sitting here 2-0 and without some glimpses of that already. Well, game kicks off at 5.30. Pre-game show on these same stations will begin at 4.30. Coach, good luck, and uh, look forward to getting this thing going. Let's get it done. Let's do it. That wraps it up for us. Big thanks for everyone who joined us out here today at Old Chicago. We'll be back with you next week, breaking down this game and looking ahead to some team called Boise State. We'll do that next Tuesday right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield.